Hello, welcome to the Film Obsessed Couple. I'm Shelly. And I'm Scott. And we're going to talk about a movie today. Go figure. So excited. Because you know what month it is? It's December. It's Christmas month. Technically, it's still November, but when you get this. Yeah, if you celebrate Christmas. If not, that's cool. I mean, there's so many different things. You know, you you do you. Uh, We do. So we thought it would be fun to do Christmas movies this month. Yeah, we like the family time. Not necessarily... The reason for the season. <laughs> As we'll get to. <laughs> but we do like, you know, family. We like to exchange gifts and show appreciation, that kind of thing. Yeah, I like the feeling of the season. Like, you know, it's nice to, to be around family and what it stands for. And I feel like people try to be a little nicer. Yes, that's true. And they donate more and do mm-hmm. more. And I do love the lights. Like, I, I don't know... Sometimes if we just drive around the neighborhood, sometimes there's some really good houses. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Like we don't, I think I decorated it twice the whole time I've lived in this house. And yeah. I think we have decorated once. Well, that's going to change because last year, like one year we didn't even put a tree up. We were like, yeah, the cats will get it. Mm-hmm. Last year I put the tree up, the cats were getting at it. So I put it in my back room like basically the whole month. Yeah. So No. No, not anymore. We're going to... No. <laughs> I'm not going to be one of those crazy people like Clark Griswold where they decorate their entire, every inch of their house with lights. But, you know, I want the, the tree up. It, it just feels nice. Yeah. And we have decorated the inside. Mm-hmm. The outside is rough because we don't have any exterior outlets. Yeah, that's kind of a logistical issue. But, no, I, I'm talking about the inside. Like, I liked we hung Christmas lights up around the doorways. Mm-hmm. That That felt, you know, just... Nice and and homey, you know? Homey. (laughs) Yeah. Today, we are talking about a Christmas movie. It is called Believe from 2016. Do you believe? No. (laughs) I believe. Do you believe in magic? Do you believe in God? (laughs) I believe in magic and science. (laughs) Uh, Yes. I looked at a list of like bad Christmas Christian movies and this was up there like to the top. Wow. And I got to say, it's not that bad. It It's not. And it didn't talk a whole lot about God, really. No. It's almost like it was, it didn't outright and say, like there was a Bible, but it didn't say like, oh, you got to believe in God. You know, it was yeah. just, you have to have hope. You got to believe. And I was expecting this to be like, God's not dead, mm. which I just watched the second one the other day because those movies are so damn funny, just how over the top they are. <laughs> so I expected this movie to be like, Oh, he's wanting to believe in Jesus and we have to stop that. <laughs> right. Yeah, which is what God's Not Dead is. The second one, for people who are wondering, a teacher says that Martin Luther King Jr. believed in Jesus and Jesus' teachings like this. And they were like, oh, you can't talk about God. You're you're suspended without pay. We're taking, this, we're taking you to trial. We got to make an example out of you. Oh, boy. It's just ridiculous. And they were like, well, who would sue somebody for talking about Jesus? They're like, the American Civil Liberties Union, the ACLU. Oh, no, they're going to take away our religion. Wow. It's so over the top, and that's what makes it so fun, where they're like, you know, the line that made me angry yesterday was Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Mm. She's the main character in it who says Jesus in school and almost loses her job and her life. Um, She's talking to her dad, and she's like, I don't feel like Jesus is with me during this. Like, I can't feel him anymore. Oh, no. And the dad's like, well, did you ever notice that when you're taking a test in school, 
the teacher is always quiet. And I'm like, so when you're going through the hardest shit of your life, Jesus is quiet. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you don't need him. It makes me laugh. It's fine. You got this. Yeah. Or he's like, I've prepared you for this. Now you do it. I'm not going to (laughs) help. You don't know how to swim, but I'm just going to kick you right into this, you know, 10 foot deep water oh she drowned and see see what happens <laughs> oh Good she luck. drowned hardcore oh damn well maybe the next one will do better yeah oh they drowned <laughs> okay they somehow set themselves on fire while in the pool <laughs> oh it's like the flamethrower with yeah. that leonardo dicaprio oh yeah uh, once upon a time in hollywood yeah oh man Yes, so this movie surprisingly is not like that. There, I mean, there are villains in it here, but they're not like going after him because he's religious. Yeah, and I was a little confused. Like, you think you know the villain, and then there was a little bit of a twist. A little bit. I felt. I could see it coming because, like, the the people in these movies are so over the top. It was very cliche. Like, this has been done before. There is a twist of somebody that you thought was a villain, and then turns out to be on his side at the end. Well, fuck it. We'll just say it, Mr. Mayor. Yes. Who he calls Mr. Mayor, which is funny. He's like, hello, Mr. Mayor. Yeah. Some of the names in this, like, they don't even say who the fuck they are until, like, the end of the movie. Yeah, I know. Like, the mom of CJ, Clarence, I didn't get her name until, like, halfway through it. Yeah. So, you know what we're going to get? We're going to get nicknames. (laughs) Well, it makes me laugh that the main villain of this movie, his name is Blackthorn. I wonder if that's like a Jesus thing where he's like, well, he's got black and, and thorns in his name. That's obviously the devil. Right. <laughs> but he... But Jesus had a thorn crown, right? Oh, damn. Well, it wasn't black. No. It wasn't black thorns. Hmm. I don't know. It just, it, it's an evil name. He should have been called like like Mr. Satan or Mr. Hooves. <laughs> I don't know. Red Hooves. Yeah, Mr. Bl- Red Hooves. Black Hooves. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Black Hooves. Hello, I'm not trying to hurt your business. <laughs> Sign on this line. Well, thank you, Mr. Blackhoofs. Mr. Blackhoofs, you were hurting my business the whole time? Yes, I was. <laughs> I never knew. <laughs> this is my uh, associate, Mr. Antigod. <laughs> Antigod? Is that how you pronounce it? <laughs> uh, yes, I'm from Romania. Antigod. Antigod. The whole thing of this movie is like this town is built around a Christmas pageant. Right. I mean, they are, like, obsessed. Yes. What do they do? Are they just depressed? Because, like, this is the biggest thing in the year. I think it has a lot to do with greed as well, because a lot of people are upset because they're not going to be making any money. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. But, like, there's so many people in the town where they're like, well, if you don't hold this Christmas pageant this year, these people will fucking kill you. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like the one thing they look forward to. The rest of the time, they're all like doing drugs, stealing, like the town's a shithole. And they're like, oh, Christmas, Christmas, oh, Christmas pageant, all right. Kind of reminds me of the fall arts and crafts stuff that goes on. Oh, like the festivals and yes. stuff? Yeah. Like if, if that wasn't there, I could imagine a lot of those like artists and things would lose a ton of money. True. Because people yeah. love that shit. I love that shit. You know, mm-hmm. we go to one. I would love to go to all of them, but that's it's too much people for me. Yeah, they get especially when they open up, they're so busy, mm-hmm. like just open. I can understand the people that are like working there, but like they specifically make it sound like the people that go to these things are going to riot. Like, oh, well, we yeah. didn't get to see our Christmas pageants and see the trees and they keep talking about the big thing at the end was like they read the Bible and 
one kid is picked out to be the angel Gabriel. That's right, because they do all the plays and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and it's really big for kids because they want to be in it. Yep, yep. So all of this is put on by Matthew Payton. He is the main character in this movie. Mm -hmm. The only person in this movie that I recognized, well, there's a couple, but the main one is Shawnee Smith. She plays his friend, Mm -hmm. which they make that absolutely clear that they're friends. Yeah, nothing else. Yeah, later CJ, the little boy, is like, oh, are you and Miss Nancy, uh, you know, together? And he's like, she's my best friend. That's right, which is kind of weird. He's like, I'm going to plow your mom. (laughs) Miss Nancy is not my girlfriend. (laughs) She was in a bunch of stuff. She was in Saw. She played Amanda, like his first kind of disciple. She was the lady that had the reverse bear trap on her face. Yeah, which is kind of crazy. Can you imagine, like, acting in a Saw movie and then acting in Believe? They're, like, completely opposite. It's probably a relief because she's like, oh, I don't have to, like, act like my face is going to get torn off or cry and scream for hours. Because in her section in Saw, the key to her reverse bear trap is inside a dude's stomach. And he's like, you have to cut it out. So she goes over to cut it. And right before she starts like stabbing him to get it out, the dude wakes up. She thought he was dead. Yeah. You know, I bet she was like, oh, it's a Christmas movie and I'm, you know, in it here and there. And all I have to do is be like, Jesus loves you. Hell yeah, I'm in this. (laughs) She's like the wise one. Yeah. She's she gives him advice and, you know, like, oh, no, what you going to do? You know, she's like a therapist almost. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, she's the doctor in this town, which mm-hmm. they never say how big this town is, but you get the idea that it's like a small... Smaller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's really the only one. The guy who plays Mr. Blackthorn, the surprisingly villain, main villain at the end of this movie, Blackthorn, you know, mm-hmm. he is the son of comedian and actor Dom DeLuise. He was big in the 70s and 80s. Uh, he has passed, but he always wore like this little kind of cabbie hat. Oh, okay. He had a big beard, and he would always laugh. Be like, <laughs> <laughs> That's how he would do his laugh that he's kind of known for. I love it. I recognized him, too. But everyone else, no, I didn't really know or had ever mm-hmm. seen before. And I didn't think the acting was awful. Surprisingly, no. I mean, the Peyton guy wasn't the best on some of them. I actually laughed. Yeah. But it's cool. There's scenes later where he's crying, and that made me laugh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he I had not seen before. I did look him up. I was like, oh, I wonder what he's been in. Can you believe it? He's been in a ton of religious movies. No way. Yeah. One of the posters for another one that he's been in, he has these really stupid long sideburns. It's Mm. so funny looking. But he is a comedian. And I was like, oh, a comedian. All right. How about that? A Christian comedian? Yeah, we're Christian comedians. Oh, man, I nailed it. (laughs) Where he's like, Jesus walks into a bar and turns the water into wine. Oh, man, that's a good one. (laughs) I don't know religious jokes, but I just imagine. Yeah. Okay, I remember this joke. So a man asked God, said, God, how long is a million years to you? And he's like, about a minute. And he's like, wow, that's amazing. Well, can I ask you for a million dollars? And God says, yes, let me go get it. Just one minute. No. Oh, holy cow. See, no one gets hurt. That's that's what it is. No one gets hurt with religious jokes. That That's not funny then. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta hurt somebody. It's got to be a little silly, and it's kind of crazy. That's how comedy is. You're mm. either putting yourself down or somebody else. <laughs> yeah. I mean, good comedians, they, you know, that not always and stuff. They kind of point out the absurdity in life. And maybe you can do that with religion, but I'm not a religious person, you mm. know, so 
kind of roll my eyes during the big parts of this where Matthew Payton, the main character, is all like, oh, my life is over. And they're like, well, you know, when John 718, oh, yeah. you know, if your factory is going under by the town and you can't put on a Christmas pageant, you just need to turn to Jesus. Yeah, it's he's like, got to believe. Yeah, and he's like, whoa, it says it in there. <laughs> it talks about my factory in the Bible? Yeah, it's all in there. That's amazing. Matthew Payton, he's the head of this pageant. His grandfather, we find out in the movie, had put it together. They don't really talk about it very much, but Matthew's parents were, he says specifically, killed. Yes. And they don't say, like, car accident, so I'm like, ooh, was it a hit? They were murdered. When my parents were killed, I'm like, what happened? <laughs> yeah, let's say they were murdered. When the, uh, the, the Yakuza came and killed them for their business. Because, <laughs> you know... God's teaching him a lesson somehow yeah. by murdering his parents. He's like, oh, the, the the other factories in town want your business and will try to kill you and you have to get out of it. Good luck! <laughs> God, why have you done this? Just for funsies. You know, it's a lesson. <laughs> what was the lesson? Shut up! <laughs> I'm God. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> his grandfather, he says it later in the movie, but after his parents were specifically murdered his grandfather mourned picked himself back up and started this pageant every year yep it's like i'm gonna do it for my kids yeah he's like i want to give something back to the town by putting on this insanely lavish and expensive pageant for my murdered children specifically murdered mm -hmm. <laughs> i just want people in the back to i want it to be a running gag throughout the movie of people being like oh that's matthew payton his parents were brutally dismembered <laughs> But like, what happened? They found his dad's head in the toilet. Oh, <laughs> that's shitty. <laughs> <laughs> like, Matthew Payton, isn't that the guy? Oh, yeah, his parents. Mm -hmm. mm, yeah. Yeah, that guy. Horrifically murdered. Still unsolved to this day. <laughs> Murderer could still be out there. And then at the end, Matthew's like, I did it. No, oh, damn. I wanted to put the pageant on myself. <laughs> I wanted to push my grandpa into giving back to the community, so I murdered my parents. <laughs> In a way, it was good. I almost couldn't get that out. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I wanted the inheritance, and then my goddamn grandpa puts a big-ass pageant on every year. Yeah. And then what happens when he dies? He specifically makes a contract that I have to keep putting it on for the rest of my life. But, you know, it just kind of popped in my head. Most religion, when they do things over the top, like a pageant, or I think we had one church in town that did this huge 4th of July thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's for the town. It's for yes. the people. But they rake in so much money. Yes. And don't they do it from donations? Like put that pageant on from the donations of the people? Oh, yeah. Well, and his business. Because he can't do the pageant because his business is going under. Well, I meant with the church you're talking about here in town. Oh, I, probably. I, I know I who don't you're know talking for about. Sure. Yeah. I don't think we can name them. No, let's not name them. Because like every year, and they that church was right near where my parents lived. Mm -hmm. So we could go down the road and see them put on this like hour-long fireworks show. Oh, I went to it. I mean, it's yeah. great. It's it amazing. Was, it was free. Yeah. You could just watch it. We would sit near the highway because there's a highway in front of the school where yeah. I used to go. And that school was like kind of right next to that church. But um, I think they pay for all the fireworks by taking donations. I don't doubt it. Yeah. They're like, oh, please give to Jesus so we can put on this fireworks show and, and rake in the money more. So they have vendors which pay money to sell their stuff, which makes total sense. And they make profit off of that. Yeah. It's just, 
and they don't have to pay taxes. Yeah. And yeah. and don't they give all that money back to the people at the end, right? Oh, of course. All the needy people that need food and the homeless and the children that need jackets and shit. Yeah, totally. They can watch the fireworks. They sure can. It'll warm them right up. <laughs> In fact, you know what? We'll let you set the fireworks so we don't have to pay people to do that for us. And if they have a really good story, they can be on the big screen. Yes. Only if it's good. This is little Timmy. His parents died in a car accident. This is little Peyton who murdered his family. <laughs> this is little Matthew Peyton who his family was skinned and hung up like the predator <laughs> killed them. In the... he, he claimed that it was an alien that was invisible, but no one believed it. Yeah, he's got a crazy imagination so there is a funny moment here when because it shows the pageant kind of as it is where matthew's kind of driving to it at the beginning he's eating these cupcakes and he's like he has like a six pack of cupcakes like he's a like he's me nice. i was gonna say big fat man but i might as well just put my name in there <laughs> but he has them open on his passenger seat and he's like putting dipping his fingers in each one and licking the frosting off yeah he looked kind of mad like he didn't like them like he was anti-snowman. Well, maybe it's this actor's like eighth time doing this. He's like eating goddamn 24 cupcakes today. But you know what? I, I did put in my notes that if you're going to eat cupcakes, that's the way to do it. Because he just ate like the top of them with where all the icing and stuff mm -hmm. is and left the cake bottom. Man, that's the best part. I did see online one time where someone cuts their cupcake like the top of it with the icing off and flips it and makes like a little sandwich. Damn, that's a good idea. <laughs> They're Whoa. like, are you tired of getting frosting like in your nose and stuff? Like, cut the top off, flip it, and you got yourself a little cupcake sandwich. God damn. Whoa, 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 whoa. No. Oh, we can't say that. <laughs> no. This is this is a Jesus movie. Can't damn it. So the beginning, we get to see kind of the pageant as it is. It's just this big thing. It's on the Peyton Groups Parkway. Mm-hmm. Which later we see how it's kind of in disrepair. The G in the PGP has fallen. So it just says PP. <laughs> I was laughing at that. He's like, this is where we put the pageant on every year. PP. <laughs> there is something funny here. He walks up to Shawnee Smith and he's like, hey, how's it going? And he hands her a bottle of pills. What? And I don't know why. I thought it was a cupcake. He does, but I rewatched it because I was like, oh, we're going to get to see, maybe this is the end of the movie. We get to see, like, maybe she got hit in the head or something. And he's like, oh, here you go. But no, he walks up to her, and she's like, oh, hey, how's it going? And he's like, I got this for you. And it's a big bottle of pills. And she's like, oh, you're a lifesaver. And he's like, and I got this, and it's a tiny cupcake. And she's like, oh, and you saved my life, too. Whoa. He's a drug dealer? I guess. We never see what he produces in that factory. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit he's Peyton, like an underground meth guy <laughs> the peyton factory has been moving cocaine for the colombian cartel for years oh man we shut this down i'm gonna get strung up and killed <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute is that what happened to my parents oh hey there we go cartel now i watched a little bit of it this morning just to kind of get re re-upped and it was only like maybe 10 minutes of it but i think maybe it was like Tylenol or Advil or something. Interesting. Like, oh, you'd think as a nurse she would just have that on hand, but he was like, oh, here you go. You've been working a lot. Well, she's a doctor, right? Yeah. So she would she could prescribe that shit. I know. She's like, I have something heavier. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's popping it like house. Well, that's interesting. So 
it's all great. It's the best thing in the world. And then mm. we cut to, it says November 27th, present day, which we should have recorded this tomorrow because that would have been November 27th, present day. Oh, damn. I looked at the calendar when I watched a little bit of it this morning, and I'm like, what day is it? What day is it? Oh, it's November 26th. Ah, shit. God damn it. Why have you forsaken me? This is all <laughs> fucked up now. <laughs> uh, if anybody asks, we recorded this on the 27th. Yes. You will never know. <laughs> but things are really shitty now. His car is all fucked up. It's got eggs all over it. Yeah, that's rude. And there's a train in the background, and he looks all depressed. I thought he was going to kill himself. Me too! <laughs> I'm like, whoa. I really thought he was going to kill himself, but I was like, well, he can't try to kill himself. That's against Jesus. I'm like, he was just at the pageant. That's in the future. Or maybe it was in the past. Well, it doesn't he, really say. Well, I guess you're supposed to Im imply that since this says present day, that that was in the past. Oh, but yeah. But yeah, the timing's kind of fucked up on this. Yeah, that's true. Because we're about to jump again. He drives and he realizes that his tire is flat on the car, so he drives and then he gets jumped by a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. They fuck his car up, they pour gasoline on it, they set it on fire while he is on the ground, they beat the shit out of him, and then CJ, this little kid, walks up to a burning car and is like, hey, does anybody need help? Yeah, he's like, oh my gosh, is anybody hurt? I don't, well, I don't know what he says, but... It's about that, yeah. Which is kind of weird. Right? You wouldn't think a kid would be like, oh my gosh, do you need help? I don't know. I don't think so. I think he's just supposed to be the best. I mean, this kid, I did not like him. No. He is acting like a theater kid. By that, I mean he's like, hey, everybody, we've got to do this. We're going to do it. And he does jazz hands a few times in the movie where he's like, there's food over here, everybody. Mm -hmm. There's food for people to come get. And it's like he's acting like a first-year kid in a play where they're like now play it big that's probably how he, maybe he had some schooling or lessons on how to act and it was kind of that's how they taught him i guess but it gets annoying yes. and i think he's supposed to be that way because everybody's always like well he's so excited and he's never gonna sleep or he's gonna sleep great tonight and mm -hmm. he's always going he's just so happy but this is another time jump because we cut back it says 36 hours earlier Oh, it does say that. Okay. Why 36 hours earlier specifically? I don't know. That's but kind of a weird time. We get the thrust of the movie, which is basically his factory is going out. Mm-hmm. He, they, they say kind of like, oh, everything's shutting down in this town. Like the mine shut down. Like mine? Where the fuck is this town? Oh, wow. <laughs> They're like, mines and factories have shut down. He has no money. And he's talking to his sideburned friend, Albert. This dude talked about crazy sideburns. That's how I referred to him in the movie. I called them office guys. Office guys. Because they were always kind of together. Yeah, one of them is the union guy. He's the one that's working for the workers. Mm. And he's all like, Matthew, they are not going to take a pay cut this close to Christmas. Yeah. Because he's like, how did this happen? How did we get in such debt? And Albert's like, I don't know. Don't ask me. Or do I? No, I don't. I'm the accountant. Uh, I do the books, but that's it. Let me flip this lighter. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> that's not going to come back in later. No. It did make me laugh because I did make it to that point this morning, and it just specifically shows him flicking this lighter. He's just like, hmm, think, blink, soon I will feed you. Oh. I will feed you fire. <laughs> Have you ever had a Zippo, though? They're kind of fun to flip. They are, yeah. I specifically wanted one when I was a kid. My dad had one. 
Um, it was old and didn't have any fluid in it, but I had fun. He showed me how to flip it open. Yeah. You press real hard and flip it to the side and it opens. My stepdad really liked them, so. I think they're really cool. I mm-hmm. may have one somewhere, um, but I just, I don't smoke, but I just think they're so cool. Yeah, and you can't really light a candle with them. No. Uh, pot is legal here, so, you know, <laughs> maybe we'll be using them in the future. Nah, I don't want to smoke it. No, though. I know. I just want to eat it. Yeah, I just <laughs> we are not potheads, but we do want to try it. Yeah, I know. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) They did here in Missouri pass the bill for recreational use of marijuana. So we're like, oh, let's try it. I did really like those. I do like having them. I just, they're fun to do. I'm Mm -hmm. sure it drives people crazy if you flip it open the whole time. But I do like the the trick where you snap your fingers to turn it on. Did you ever do that? Man, no. You're like, and it turns the wheel when you do it and the fire comes up. That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So the whole thing of this movie is basically Matthew Payton, the owner, main character, is out of money. His factory is losing money at an incredible rate. And when we start, they're asking him to sell his pageant to the Fujita Corporation. I I can't remember. The Japanese companies. It was like, it was a Japanese name. And I wrote in my notes, I was like, oh, the evil Japanese company. They want to take take over over the world. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I stole it. Nope, nope. He's like, well, Albert, what about all the reserves? And he's like, you spent it. You spent it all. Don't don't look in the books or anything, but I promise you, it's it's all gone. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know when, but I thought it was... Because at first you're like, well, is this Peyton guy just an asshole? And he's keeping yeah. all this money for himself. But he does go to the bank and tries to get a loan and even puts tries to put his house up for collateral. Because they're mm-hmm. like, you've taken a loan out on all of your assets yeah you, this is an unsecured loan i forgot how much you needed three hundred thousand oh that okay i was gonna say thirty thousand but three hundred thousand yeah because he's like well how much do you think you need and he's like well i just need some stuff for payroll so uh three hundred thousand <laughs> that's a lot and he's like, excuse me i thought you said three hundred thousand like oh if you could just make it five hundred thousand that and way i could have the two hundred for me the bank you know it's christmas coming up <laughs> <laughs> the bank manager is just like, well, you know what? Fuck it. Why don't we just go to a million, you dumbass? I'm not going to give you 300 grand. Yeah. Dumbass. So he's broke and he's proposing to cut the wages of the factory workers for a period so he can keep it going. And the other guy, I think his name is Bob, but he is the union dude. And he's like, we are not going to be taking a cup this close to Christmas. And he was like, well... Okay, well, then we're just going to have to do layoffs, I guess. And he's like, he Bob goes down to the factory, and he's like, all right, that's it. We're out of here. Strike. Yeah. So then they're not going to make any money, right? For Christmas, yeah. So instead of a pay cut, they're just going to be like, uh, you know, I got to stand my ground. Principle of the matter, I guess. Jesus. I don't know. I haven't been part of a union ever. Uh, but I hear that Walmart is scared of unions. Like, they don't want their people to union. I've always heard, like, bad things about them, but I don't know them well enough to really make an educated guess on it, so. I don't know. I think just the minimal things I've heard, like, the company is just is supposed to keep your company from treating you like shit. Mm-hmm. And, hey, if Walmart needs to union unionize, you know, go for it. Yeah. Because I've heard terrible things about Walmart. Yeah, same. So we never really get an idea of what it is he sells in this factory. Uh, parts, I'm guessing, like... Well, car parts. Automotive something. Yes, because he says he has a Chevy contract later. Mm. But he opens this factory door up after he gets told that's going to close down, and it's just a shit ton of Christmas stuff. And I'm like, oh my god, he's Santa Claus. (laughs) (laughs) 
This took a different turn towards God and is going to go right to Santa. Better movie, he's Santa and he's facing problems and they don't know if they're going to have Christmas. He's like, well, what about the children and their toys? Like, I'm telling you, Santa, we don't have enough candy canes to put this on, man. You're going to have to sell to the evil Japanese company. (laughs) But they'll sell my company. But no, then I won't be able to make profit. We're telling you, charge kids for their presents, Santa. Yes. That will keep your company afloat. Well, when my grandfather died after my parents were murdered, uh, I said that I would be Santa forever. (laughs) Parents were murdered mysteriously. By the evil Japanese company. (laughs) They had stockings shoved down their throats. I think it was a message. Damn. It just gets worse and worse. Um, yeah, better movie, because I was like, oh, is he secretly Santa? Because these movies, these Christmas movies like that, always have some, like, big twist. Oh, right. Which, CJ, the little kid that saves him, and his mom, Sharon. Yeah. That sounds right. Mm-hmm. I didn't learn her name till halfway through the movie. Same. I thought that they were going to be dead. Like, it turned out that they yes. died. Because that is who saves him. Right. At the fire. Because, yeah, because CJ takes him home to his mom. Because that's a safe thing to do. Yeah, and he's beat the shit up. And yeah, CJ is all like, finds out that he's part of the pageant. He's like, oh my god, I want to part in the pageant. Jazz hands. And I want to be the angel Gabriel because he has the best lines. And he was jumping all over the house and he's like got ADHD to the max. Yeah, and this mom, we both said it later in the movie, but this mom is like coughing. Mm -hmm. And we were like, oh boy, she's going to die. I'm like, she got lung cancer. (laughs) (laughs) She's got the cancer. I don't know. Yeah. She must be a smoker. Yeah. I don't know. Because she's like, oh, well, it's the right thing to do to capture. To to capture. It's the right thing to do to to help a person in need. <laughs> <laughs> and just like, oh, what's going to happen to her? And the, the place that they're in. It is laughably like, this is what we think a shitty place looks like. This is what homeless people live in. Yes. It is very funny. It's just like one room. And there's like a bed in the middle. And that's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. The mom is wrapped up in like a robe. She looks beautiful this entire time. She is so beautiful. And it wasn't until later I kind of put it together. But I'm like, she's supposed to be super sick. And looks like she has like a bunch of makeup on. And is Mm -hmm. going out on a date. And she's supposed to be like super sick. That's what I put in my notes like every time when I'm like, she's in bed covered up and, you know, oh, supposed to be sick. And I'm like, she looks better than I do. <laughs> yeah, definitely looks better than I do when I'm sick. Right. Like, There's no way she's sick because she's just there's she still has, you know, color in her face. Her, you know, eye makeup is good. Her mascara is not smeared. Mm-hmm. I mean, this lady is. Damn, she's beautiful. Yeah, I couldn't believe what she would look like if she was not sick. She's like glowing like an angel. <laughs> she's like, I think I'm better. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you have to put sunglasses on. Whoa. Damn, girl. Oh, I'm an angel because I died. And there is a point where they could have died. Yes. Because, um, well, not that part, but there is a part. CJ tells Matthew Payton later where he's like, oh, well, my mom lost her job and we walked to town. He says specifically that they walked to town when she lost her job. And I'm like, oh, so they died in the snow, right? Oh, <laughs> damn. They're ghosts. Yeah, because a part of the story later is he's like, well, my mom worked for somebody. She was an accountant. And she worked for a very corrupt person who was doing bad things. He found out and got her fired. and fi- Well, he fired her. 
And when he says that, he's like, after that, we came here and we walked to town. It took forever to get here. I'm like, walked to town? Whoa. When he was, he said that she counted books. Yeah. And I thought, oh, she working for a drug dealer. <laughs> she counting those books. And Matthew's like, counted books? He's like, yeah, she, she counted the books for people like a business. He's like, oh, she was an accountant. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like, oh, she has a nefarious past and you know, she's done all this <laughs> evil stuff, but she looks beautiful. She's like, Matthew, I was the one that got your parents killed. <laughs> I worked for them. The books didn't add up and the Japanese corporation came for them. <laughs> Damn, those Japanese corporations. He got saved by the family. I know we're kind of all over the place here, but what had happened to lead him to that point to get beat up is that he went before the town council, Mm. was like, I've got no money. I cannot put this pageant on this year. And Mr. Blackthorne, he has this really raspy voice too, but he's like, you have to put the pageant on this year or or the town, we will sue you. And, And he was like, well, and also... We know that you have a very nice house, a very nice car, and what's to say that you haven't used your inheritance money to make yourself richer? Yeah. Peyton, Matthew Peyton in this movie has like a kind of a country draw a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, that's ridiculous. I, I haven't used this money at all except for the town. And so they kind of leave it at that where they were like, well, we're going to reconvene in a few days and you better have figured out how to put this pageant on. Yeah. I mean, he's got to have a raspy voice because he's the devil. Yeah, he's Mr. Blackthorn. Mm-hmm. Mr. Black Hooves. <laughs> Black Hooves. Or as Peyton walks out of the courthouse, people are kind of swarming at him. One of the favorite lines I have is you hear a guy in the back be like, you ruined Christmas! Right? <laughs> you just hear some guy yell that at him. Because that's all Christmas is about is just this damn pageant. Yeah. Well, he goes to his car and he sees that it's been egged. And then we kind of catch up. Like, he drives off. And that's where we started at the beginning. Mm -hmm. This movie is like Inception. It's like fast forwarding and going back through time several places. So the mom, after they've saved Matthew, this is where we kind of get our first thing of Jesus, where she's like, well, Jesus is the reason for the season. And, you know, Christmas is for Jesus's time. And he's like, yeah, sure. Whatever, lady. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know how long this has been. Peyton has been at this apartment for some time, but he eventually heals up and leaves. He goes back home, and Shawnee is, meets him. Shawnee, while he was here, did go to the business trying to find him. And who does she find trying to break into the safe? Mm-hmm. Albert. The office guys. Sideburns. Yep. She's like, hey, is uh, Matthew here? And he's like, what? <laughs> I wasn't breaking into this I, safe. I wasn't trying to get into anything. She's what? like, oh, okay, well, that's fine. I don't know why you have to tell me that. <laughs> well, that's weird. I'm just looking for Peyton. Yeah, he's like, I don't know. He isn't here. He hasn't called or I haven't heard from him. She's like, hmm, that's strange. I went by his house. He's not with me. Not at work. That's all he does. Hmm. So that comes into play later. Yes, it does. But Matthew Peyton, he comes home and Shawnee meets him and he's got the shit kicked out of him. Like his ribs are all messed up and... Yeah, all bruised and shit. We were talking about this in passing the other day where I hate the trope of like there's conflict with people because they won't talk about what's going on. Yes. Because there's this whole thing going on now where they brought it up at the council where it's like... You don't want to sell the pageant because if you do, you won't get your inheritance from your grandfather. Mm-hmm. That's what everybody in the town believes. And it turns out not to be true. Yeah, but he doesn't say that. No. He's just like, well, there's more to it. And right here, yeah, Shawnee is talking to him. And she's like, is it true? 
that you just keep the pageant or don't want to sell it because you'll get you'll lose all the money from your grandfather and he's like I don't have to explain myself to you. Yeah, it's complicated. I'm like what? No, it's not. Yeah, no. Why don't you just explain yourself because that would just cut all of this bullshit out. Save so much time in a movie. Like he's like, "You know what? I'm going to end this movie right here. The pageant is my inheritance." Yes. That's the big secret he was keeping. That's it. He doesn't get anything from it. Yeah. He's like, it's just to make the town happy. That's my inheritance. I don't get any money. And he doesn't even charge for it because people were also telling him, why don't you charge, you know, admission or something or another? Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, it it doesn't make sense as to why he doesn't. Like, that whole trope happens in movies and stuff very much where the wife's like, I saw you talking to another woman. You're cheating on me and I'm leaving you. He's like... Don't ask me my business. And then later in the movie, he was like, oh, that was my friend, and I was setting up a surprise party for you. Yeah. And he's telling her that at the airport as she's leaving. Ugh, that's frustrating. It makes no sense as to why to, to, to hold this. So he goes to the bank we talked about here to borrow the money and gets laughed out. And he sees the news that it's going to be, like, super cold that night. So he goes to the apartment building because he realizes how cold it'll be. Mm-hmm. And... Everybody in this building is huddled in this one room with mom and CJ. Yeah, why? I don't know. <laughs> this is just the weirdest fucking thing. I'll be like, I know you're cold, but get out of my fucking house. <laughs> I guess they had to show how they got so they didn't have to knock on all the doors. <laughs> I guess. It doesn't make sense because, yeah, all these people are here and they're not even like huddled together. They're just standing in random places. And then they have the fake uh cold breath it is fake yes mm-hmm. i'm glad you caught that too because i'm like i think they're putting cgi in here to make it look like they're cold breath oh yes but they've got um newspapers on the windows i guess that'll keep the cold out absolutely so and the mom sharon the mom of cj is super sick she's like in bed coughing and about beautiful. to die <laughs> she's gonna die beautiful she leaves a beautiful corpse i mean Damn. Yes. I'm, I'm pretty jealous. <laughs> I want to die that pretty. So Matthew sees this and you know what he does? He goes to Walmart. Yes. Actual Walmart. Like the whole thing was in the movie. Like usually you don't see that. Like you see that in the new Ghostbusters movie. Paul Rudd goes to Walmart, mm-hmm. which is just shocking when you see a big company like that. But he's like walking buying blankets and stuff and he's like, Oh, these prices. Wow, they're very reasonable. Maybe that's why this movie's halfway decent. (laughs) Because they got a little bit of money from Walmart. I think so. (laughs) They were like, look, we need money to make this movie. You can be in it. We can talk about your great prices. Uh, This movie is about a union turning on a factory. Or a union. We're Walmart. We don't want anything to do with a union. We talk bad about Japanese corporations. Oh. Oh, oh, okay. Well, well, come on in. Uh, We're the Walton family. I think that's what their name was who started Walmart, they were like, we're billionaires upon billionaires, but God help us if we give people money to work. No. And have a reasonable like quality of life while they do it. Forget that. Yeah. Slaves. And it sucks because they're really the only place here in town. Mm-hmm. Like, they have made it to where you have to shop there. Yes, and oh my gosh, like, their, their prices are good. Yeah. I hate it. I, I hate know. it that they're so good. I hate that they treat their workers like they do, and and yeah, I mean, it sucks. Like, they don't treat them very well, but we live here in a small town, and they're like, it. Mm-hmm. We have price cutters, but their prices are way more expensive. It's insane. They and, don't have much. 
and their off-brand, which is cheaper, is not that great. Yeah. Like, Walmart's off-brand is actually not bad, some of them. Yeah, no, it, it sucks. So, I mean, like, when we went to New York, Walmart's not there. No. And I was like, holy shit. And it's just apparently because Walmart wants to come in, and all these businesses are like, fuck you. Like, you're not coming in here and putting all these other businesses out, and you're not... Yeah, so it's just cool that New York has kind of been like, no, was, we have what weird. we need. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So Matthew meets Nancy, or no, Matthew meets Judy, Shawnee Smith, at Walmart, and he was like, thanks, I need your help, come here, and they go back to the apartment building, and they're handing out all these blankets and stuff that he bought. Where did he get the money for it? Mm. Yeah. And um, He robbed the bank. <laughs> they, they just, they haven't figured it out yet. Uh, yes, he robs the bank, he puts a gun on the table, and he's like, I'm leaving here with 300000 one way or the other. Mm-hmm. But Shawnee Smith looks at the mom, and she's like, oh my god, she's burning up. Yeah. And basically they figure out, they're like, well, they can't stay here because it's going to be super fucking cold. Yeah, this cold is causing them to be sick. Yeah, and so Peyton's like, well, I have a nice big factory no one's working at right now. We can just make them go there. Yeah, because I can afford the heat because I robbed yeah. the bank. <laughs> I mean, I have money stashed somewhere. You just hear on the news in the background in several points of the movie, and they were like, bank robbery, still looking for a suspect. <laughs> 300,000 missing. At large. <laughs> suspect at large. Bank teller decapitated. <laughs> Head in the toilet. We, we don't understand the reference to it's, that. It's like the guy um, we were just talking about, the, the eyeball killer. Yes. He's like, I saw my parents' head in the toilet when I was a kid. Now I have to somehow do that to everybody. Oh, man. He's like, what? I did what I had to to keep my business going. But I did put in my notes here because he moves all the homeless people to his factory. They've got space. They set up cots. And I was like, is he going to make them work? Are they going to work in this factory? And sure enough, later on, they do. Damn it, they do. I, I fucking called it. And it was CJ's idea. He's yeah. just a smart, annoying little kid. I think all of this is is just a ploy by Matthew to get free labor. I think he's putting this shit in, in mm-hmm. CJ's head. Because later in the movie, the council comes up to him and they're like, you're putting people up in housing for free in your factory? That's bullshit. Can't happen. You can't put people up for free. It's against ordinances. Yeah. Blackthorn's like, you have to kick these people out in the streets. <laughs> They have to go back to their homelessness. But Peyton's like, well, if they go back into their apartment building, it's going to be even colder tonight. And he's like, the only way that this factory can be used is if it's for work. Yeah. And I swear, I think Peyton is putting these ideas in CJ's head because he's like, well, they said the only way that this factory, you guys can all stay and be warm and have free food and stay the night and not have to worry about dying is if this place was used as an actual factory. Yeah, so... If you don't work, then you're just going to die. And CJ's like, well, what if we work here for free? And he's like, "What? that's a great idea. Oh, my goodness. I can't <laughs> believe I didn't think of that. CJ, that is a wonderful idea. And surprisingly, all these people agree to it. And there was even one that was like, I used to work for you, Mr. Peyton. And he's like, who are you? I'm like, but what happened? I know. Did you get fired? I, I thought about that dude, too, because he's like, well, I'd have to train all you people on how to use this equipment. And that guy's like, well, I used to work here, Mr. Peyton. I could train them. Yeah, how qualified are you, though? He's like, didn't I fire you for drinking on the job? Y- yes. I'm still a horrific drunk. <laughs> but I could work these machines somewhat. Yeah, good enough to say that we're open. 
<laughs> so we have like this heartwarming scene where he's teaching people how to use this heavy machinery. Oh, yes. It was lovely. He's like, you hold this and you press all the way down with the drill and then you come back up just once. And then he's showing like he and CJ are welding something together. Yeah, I know. Like uh, there probably is some kind of child labor laws. I know. I, dude, I've, I really thought they were going to be like, keep coming back with more excuses as to why he can't have these people. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, you're not paying these people, Mr. Payton. He's like, you're using free labor. And everyone keeps calling them scabs. Yeah. Which is that I, you were like, what? Uh, it's a term, yeah, when they hire replacements for people that have gone on strike. For some reason, those are called scabs. I thought it was a term for homeless people. Oh. And I'm like, that is awful. <laughs> Fuck these scabs. Whoa. Like, that is just fucking rude yeah but that makes sense because you know i guess if you you consider a factory going under an open wound and then you have people come in you know when everybody else is on strike they're kind of covering it as a scab temporary yeah so it can heal look at you that makes sense to me yeah science (laughs) but going back to him teaching these people i can't imagine he gives them more than like an hour or two each on how to do this so I just imagine he's welding with CJ, and they're like, somebody welded their fingers to the fucking table! <laughs> yeah, welding's not easy. <laughs> no. It's like those guys in The Simpsons where they accidentally pour concrete on his dog, and he's like, Geech, going to heaven, Mr. Terwilliger. Oh, damn. But I just imagine being like, he was drilling down, and he drilled into his head somehow. <laughs> God, there's like the hospitals overrun <laughs> with, with emergencies because everybody's like cutting their fingers off and yeah he's like cj this this probably wasn't a good idea yeah it's all your fault cj i thought i could teach people how to weld and drill in an hour but uh turns out they need more work than that this 12 year old cj had the worst idea in the world they're like who taught these people he's like cj that guy that girl or that that kid yes and then just the cops are like we'll take him away (laughs) take cj into jail (laughs) cj did you teach these people how to weld yes (laughs) Or no, he goes, yeah, you yes, betcha, you betcha, I did it, woo, yeah, all right. So he goes, Peyton goes back to the council because they're like, oh, we give you 48 hours to figure out how to put this pageant on. And, mm-hmm. and Blackthorn, of course, is like, your, your business is out of work and you're uh, not making any money, so how are you going to put this pageant on? Uh-oh. He's like, we're still open. He's like, what? What? He's like, yep. He's like, we worked all night, which is... Makes me laugh because he made these people work all night. Damn. Like we worked all through the night. No breaks, no bathroom breaks, no lunch breaks. Just a bunch of coffee. (laughs) Slave driving these people. Like, hey, go on. Keep working. Yeah. You pass out at your desk, you're fired, go back into the cold. Damn. No, he's like, we worked all through the night. We're open. We are putting products out. He's like, and I'm going to hire people back. If you want your jobs back at the factory, I will hire you now. And he's like, well, you can't do that, Mr. Payton. And he's like, well, I'm going to. And he's like, see you later. And walks out. And they're like, Peyton, we're not done here. We're not done here. Yeah. He's like, oh, I got the balls now. Yeah. And Mr. Mayor is like, hmm, take care of this. Yeah. That's when we were like, oh, the mayor bad? You think so? Yeah. Uh, as Peyton is leaving the, the building, people are like, oh, can I have my job back, please? Please, I need my job back. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. I heard what you did. And so now we see Blackhorn go to... Albert Sideburns guy and the union guy and he's like take care of this I paid you to do a job yeah so now you kind of realize that he's behind it all it's always in this bar 
Yeah. Because if you're going to do shady business, it better be in a bar. Well, Peyton doesn't drink. He's a godly man. That's right. Or righteous, as the doctor called him at one point. You're a righteous man. Yeah. Like, what? Just sounds wrong. It does, yeah. So we see Matt kind of doing all these, like, errands at one point. He takes, like, files to City Hall and drops files off with CJ at one time. Yeah, there's some, like, weird stuff happening. You're like, what's going to come together? I don't know. You think that he's just trying to keep his business afloat, but we later find out he's been doing... He's he's going to save himself at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Because the next day, Albert comes and he's like, the Chevy contract's pulled. He's like, they're not going to give you their business anymore. And if that happens, we're going to f- have to foreclose on the factory. Oh, damn. He's like, well, Albert, what, what can we do? And he's like, look, I've got this contract here that if you sign it, it wipes all your debt away and the Japanese corporation gets the factory. Ooh. And he's like, no, I won't do that. And so, of course, Albert is just pissed off. Yeah. And at this point, Sharon, the mom, has been going through his books since she was an accountant. She's been going through all of his accounting books and stuff, looking at it, because she's like, I want to pay you back for helping us. And she sees Albert, and she's kind of like, hmm. Yeah, she gets scared. She does, yeah. She looks very scared at this point. You don't get to hear why, but we later find out that Albert is her previous boss. Yeah, she was scared, but still very beautiful. (laughs) As, As always, yes. Beautifully scared. Her, she thinks that she's going to die or something or that man's going to take her life and she looks just gorgeous. Exactly. <laughs> but she later tells Peyton, she's like, well, Albert was my boss. He was stealing from people and mm. I found out and he fired me. Like, oh dear. So at this point, Matt takes CJ with him and he's like, we're going to go. I have a meeting with the Chevy people. I'm going to try and talk to them. We're going to get these contracts back. It'll mm. keep us afloat. We're going to do it. And this whole time, CJ has been so excited, he keeps saying that the pageant's going to keep happening. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm so excited for this pageant. I'm so happy for it. Oh, look at me. I'm going to play Gabriel. (laughs) Yes. So Matt takes him. He stops off to get gas. And he's like, go in there and get us some sodas. CJ is in there, and he's getting them, like, a slush. Icy's, of course. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, maybe some water for me. But he overhears these women talking. They were like, Yeah, I heard that he's going to close the pageant down, and he kept all the money from it, and that's his inheritance. Mm -hmm. And they see him in the parking lot, and they're like, oh, speak of the devil right there. Oh, man. So CJ's pissed because he he hadn't told them that the pageant wasn't going to happen this year. Cat's out of the bag. Yeah, he was, like, trying to keep it going. So they have a big fight, and Matt, they go to the Chevy place, and Matt doesn't even get in. He, he's like, oh, there's nobody here. And then he gets a phone call. And they're like, well, we're not going to do it. We've been pressured too much by a person. And he's like, pressured by who? Mm-hmm. And they hang up. And he's like, that's it. He's lost the contract. Oh, man. So this is where he has his breakdown. He gets in the car. And Gabriel's like, you just got to believe. And he's like, believe? I'm going to lose my factory. Like, yeah, do you like understand? he's yelling at CJ. Yeah, it's pretty funny. He, he's like going at this kid and he's like but jesus says you just believe and he's like jesus fuck him no (laughs) (laughs) he was like no i'm going to lose my factory these people are not going to have their jobs anymore there's nothing i can do about that cj come on this is adult stuff cj yeah so they get back to the factory and they have it out again where he was like you just gotta believe and it'll happen and he's like i don't know what to do and cj's like I love you, Mr. Peyton, and runs off. Oh, boy. He used that love word. Really fucks with your brain. He is talking to his friend Nancy, Shawnee Smith, here. I think this is where we get the backstory of the pageant. 
after his parents' brutal, mysterious murder. Mm-hmm. His grandfather started it, and he was like, that's my inheritance. He's like, I don't have any money for some reason. My grandfather was like, I somehow blame you for the death of my kids. I think you were behind it somehow. I'm going to start this pageant and indebt your life to it for the rest of your natural yes. life. <laughs> He's like, Wahaha. He's like, you know, the knives had your fingerprints on them somehow. I'm going to start this pageant and I'm going to illegally sign your name to it. So you have to put it on for the rest of your life. Man, that would suck. It's like, I just wanted to know what human flesh tasted like. And that bastard put me on a fucking pageant for the rest of my life for killing two oh people. Oh my God. <laughs> That's gross. He's Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> I just wanted to know what uh, humans tasted like, Clarice. <sighs> and my grandfather knew it was me. He knew that I was cooking the flesh and eating it, and uh, he made this pageant, and I am stuck. He was trying to turn me to the better, so he thought God would help, but ha ha ha. Yeah. Let me tell you something, Clarice. Jesus does not exist. <laughs> there is the devil, and it is me, Clarice. No, no. <laughs> Matt comes in. They're talking to Sharon. I think this is where she tells him the whole thing about Albert. She thinks he's been stealing Hmm. Uh, she says she hasn't really found many discrepancies yet, just some overpayments to accounts here and there. Right. Like minor. But she'll keep looking. Matt's like, well, I did get a call at 8.30 tonight to meet with Chevy again, and I'm going to try and get these contracts back. Yeah, that's not mysterious at all. Yeah, they told me to meet him at a bar. Really? I think where Mr. Blackhorn hangs out with his cronies. Yeah, most businesses meet at night. 8.30 at night at a bar. Because they like to party. I guess. <laughs> he just goes there and they're like, Matt, hello. And they're like drunk as fuck. They're like, <laughs> Matt, would you like some cocaine? And like, well, Jesus said cocaine was bad. Jesus, nah. Let's be honest. Jesus would love to do cocaine. It, do, it just wasn't invented at the time. <laughs> Go into me, my children, and do cocaine. Yeah, why, why would I be able to make cocaine from all of the ingredients from not the earth, but chemicals? He could turn salt into cocaine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Party in Jesus. What was it? That song, uh, Craig Christ by, uh, there's that singing comedian, I forget, but he's like, he doesn't turn water into wine, but into cold Coors Light. Oh, wow. <laughs> Where it's like, his name's Craig Christ, and he's like the party de- party man. It's like, I'm fucking Craig. Never, never heard of it, but it sounds funny. Stephen Lynch, I think. Stephen Lynch, yeah. I don't turn water into wine, but into Corkoo's light. I'm fucking Craig. <laughs> it's just like he's the brother of God, but he's like the party guy. That's funny. So very strangely here, Peyton goes to Shawnee Smith and is like, can I borrow your car? She's like, that piece of shit. Oh, okay, sure. Well, whatever. What's wrong with your car? And he's like, just trust me on this. I need your car. And I didn't understand why he did that. Like, it doesn't make it clear as to why he Mm-mm. needs her car because his still works. So I'm like, wait, are you going to steal it and run out of town? <laughs> I'm going to commit a robbery in your vehicle. Oh, damn. How do you feel about going to jail for 25 to life? You know. Well, if it's for Jesus, I guess I'll do it. Yeah, right. <laughs> if it's for the greater good. <laughs> the greater good. The mom, Sharon, is talking to Shawnee Smith, and this is where we're kind of here, you know, she's like, oh, Peyton really likes you, and she's like, oh, are you, uh, how do you know him? And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, we're best friends. I've known him since a kid. He's like a brother to me. And she's like, oh. Oh. Does he want a uh, a kid? Does, does he like kids? Does he like a hyperactive kid? He's like, well, CJ did tell me that he yelled at him today. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt goes to this bar, and surprise, surprise, it's the same one where all the bad guys throughout the movie have been hanging out. 
Yeah. We did find out earlier, Albert and the union guy, Albert's like, all the stuff that shows that I was doing this illegally and like using all of his money is in the safe with those books. And the union guy's like, why the fuck did you leave them in the safe? Why would you do that? Yeah. If you don't know the code, that's stupid. He's like, well, don't worry. I have a plan to get them back tonight. And Albert the whole time is flipping this lighter. He's like, pa-ching, pa-ching, pa-ching. He's like, don't worry. I have a plan. So later the night, Matt rolls up to the bar and kind of sinks down in the seat. And you don't know why. But we cut back to the factory, and Sharon is like there. Everybody's asleep on the cots, and Sharon's still in the office working. And Albert comes in. And she's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, what are you working for him now, huh? Oh, oh. he's laughing like a maniac this whole time. Yeah, he's. this is very weird. He's acting like the Joker. Because he's like, he's got a trash can, and he's like ripping paperwork up. And he's like... He's like, oh, yeah, you're going to save him. You're going to save Matt. (laughs) (laughs) But he, like, just with her there, he's, like, shoving her aside, and he puts all this paperwork in the trash can and lights it on fire. Yeah, and, I mean, it just so happens that there is a golf club because all rich people have golf clubs in their office. Yeah, I suppose so because he's like, you're not going to save Matt. Matt's building's going to be burned down, and he's not going to be able to do anything anymore. And, yeah, she hits him in the arm with the golf club. Mm-hmm. And he pushes her, and she falls out. And this office building, off little office in this building, is, like, 30 feet off the ground. Yeah. Because she rolls for, like, five minutes down these steps. That it, Yeah. that I was like, oh, my gosh, she's going to really die now. It's like that scene in Hot Rod where he crashes his bike, and he falls down that hill for, like, eight minutes. He's like, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> We, I remember, I don't know if you remember it very well, but we watched that and you were basically in tears when that happened. No. <laughs> but he falls for like 30 minutes. But this is, she falls down the stairs and Albert's like, well, that sucks, but all these people are going to be dead. So who fucking cares? Yeah. So he hightails it out of there. But I don't think he meant to catch the whole thing on fire. I think he just meant to burn evidence. Okay, because I think when she hits him with the golf club, he knocks the fire over. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And and then things get out of control real quick. Instead of being like, oh shit, I got to get all these homeless people out of here. He's like, see ya. Yeah, they'll smell the smoke. It's fine. I'm sure. But as he leaves, the union guy is like, well, what did you do? You set a fire. He's like, I didn't agree to any of this. Showing that he's kind of like, you know, not all bad, I guess. Mm -hmm. There was like a flashback. Um the office guy where he did set something on fire to collect the insurance money. Oh, okay. So he's done this before. Yeah. This kind of like the most artistic moment in the movie. It starts out with him talking to the union guy and the union guy's like, well, I didn't agree to this. And then it shows kind of how, what happens. He goes into the building. Mm -hmm. So you're getting like the reaction to what happened before it happened, you know, whatever. (laughs) Sharon, the mom has a Bible. She's reading the whole time. And, Like any good person who reads the Bible, it's got like a shit ton of marks on it and earmarks of where she can flip through her pages and shit. Mm -hmm. And it drops to the floor, so it does not get burned in the office. Right. Keep a a reminder on that. Bible's very important. Mm -hmm. Not for what's in it. Well, I guess, yes, what's in it, but not what you think. So Matt is still at the bar, and he sees Albert. The goons, the union guy, they're all hanging outside this bar. They all pull up and they're like, oh, he wasn't there. He wasn't there. We burned the building down. He's got to be somewhere here. And he's like taking photos with his phone. I thought it was so funny that they all pull up like real quick and they yeah. all rush inside. Yeah. How do they know he's in there? 
Well, they because he's not. Well, they they can't see his car, which is why he borrowed Shawnee Smith's. Mm-hmm. But they're like, well, he's got to be around here somewhere. He wasn't at the factory, and so they all start looking around, and he, you know, it, there's a moment where you don't think he's gonna get away, but he does. Right. He drives off, and they don't recognize the car. So he got all these photos of all the people together, texts them to Shawnee Smith. That comes into play as well. Yeah. And then he leaves. So back at the factory, like all these homeless people are waking up because they smell the smoke, mm-hmm. like Albert intended. So I guess he's not that bad of a guy. Right, yeah. CJ comes in, and he's like trying to find everybody. I think when Matt arrives to the factory, like most of the people are out. Right. And this is another kind of artsy moment where CJ runs in to go find his mom. Mm-hmm. Matt runs in after him. And then the movie just cuts and Matt is outside again. Yeah. And you're like, what happened? But then the movie starts rewinding to show Matt like he's walking in reverse. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of reversing, showing that he had run in after CJ. They found CJ. They got him out. They found the mom. They got her out. They got the Bible out. They put a little oxygen mask on the Bible. Get this Bible out of here. <laughs> no, CJ puts it underneath his shirt. Okay. To save it. Yeah. Yeah. So they find him all, but it does a weird reverse thing because Matt's like, I'm going in. And then he's like, he's out. And you're like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. And it's like, he's like carrying CJ out with his. Like, oh, okay. Well, that's kind of neat. The funniest part in this is when the piece of wood falls on CJ. Yes. <laughs> it, it's like a. Two by four, maybe? Yeah. Like, it's barely anything. And he's all like, ugh. <laughs> Solid balls And, and he's trapped. Can't yeah. get out. And then it takes Peyton and two other firemen to pull this two by four. Oh, it's so funny. That probably weighs maybe five pounds off of CJ. Like, oh, it's so heavy, but it's it doesn't look heavy at all. That's the budget they had. <laughs> Gotta lift this two by four off. Like, ugh. Uh. It's very cheap looking. Now we're at the hospital. CJ is hilariously in a coma. And... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, being in a coma is so funny. I don't know if we talked about it, but his name is Clarence. His real name is Clarence. Yeah. And when they said that, I rolled my eyes so hard because Clarence is the angel's name in It's a Wonderful Life. Oh. Because in It's a Wonderful Life, he wishes that he was never born. The angel shows him how shitty things would be if he wasn't. Mm. And then he goes back and makes things right. So he was like, oh, I'm CJ, but my name's Clarence. And he's wearing an angel halo while he's doing it. Yes. And I'm like, oh, give me a break. Yeah. Yeah, they do explain that the reason why CJ's in a coma is because the smoke really messed his lungs up because he's so young, you know. Gotcha. I don't quite understand why that put him in a coma. Maybe they induced it. Who knows? So we're just saying that if he was a smoker up until this point, he would have been okay? He would have, like, been acclimated to it? Probably. Or it was like the director was just sick of him acting (laughs) and was like, we got to put this kid down for a minute yeah. so I can breathe. Well, okay. the, the mom was originally supposed to be in the coma, but uh, what about the kid? Yeah, let's put that annoying guy, little kid in the coma. Matt goes in and he's like, oh, CJ, okay? They're like, he's in a coma. And it just shows him. He's like, I'm in a coma. I'm in a coma. I can't <laughs> sleep. I'm sleeping. I can't talk. No, 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 no. Jazz hands. <laughs> like, can we really put him in a coma? So this is some funny moments here. Like... Matt and Sharon, they talk for a bit, and they're like, oh, CJ, you know, yeah, he had smoke in his lungs, so he's somehow in a coma. Sharon's asleep, and Matt is, like, going through her Bible. He's, like, reading passages in it, because he's like, oh, I'm so thankful that they're okay. I need to thank Jesus for this. Yeah, now I believe in God. Yeah, which, in this God's not dead thing, 
it's usually people that have turned to God is always because something terrible has happened to them. Mm-hmm. That I, I don't know. That just makes me laugh. Where it was like, well, something terrible will happen to you one day, and then, then you'll believe in God. Yeah, I think it's just because you're looking for peace, yeah. and comfort, and you know, believing in God can bring that. Yeah, I, it, I mean, it can. And I am not bashing the people that believe in it. I just think, look, you leave me alone, I'll leave you alone. Mm-hmm. And the way the churches are run, I don't agree with it. I'm not a fan of your beliefs. Yeah, I was looking it up last night because I used to read the Left Behind books when I was a kid, mm-hmm. when I actually did believe in God. And I looked him up later because I was like, oh, that guy that wrote that, Tim LaHaye, I think is his name. Well, I looked him up last night, and apparently he wrote a book in the 70s about why gays are vile and terrible people. Oh, man. And yes, maybe we could convert them back to regular, regular, but it doesn't work all the time. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, oh. Well, of course, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. So that's my problem with religion is that, like, there's too much hate in there. Yes. People are like, well, I don't hate. The Bible just says it's wrong. Yes. Yes, you do. No, that is hate. Yeah. That is hate because they are not doing anything but trying to love. Yeah. Like, I don't, I just don't agree with their lifestyle. Like, but you're saying they're going to burn in hell for eternity. Some of you are taking glee in that. Like, (laughs) the Bible just says they're going to burn in hell. Yeah, no, that, I mean, so what? I don't believe in your, you know, ways, but I'm not like trying to convert you from Christianity to atheism or anything. No. If you want to believe, please, please do so and be a good human being and love everybody, no matter who they may love or what gender they may want to, to be affirmed. Yes. Or if they want to be called they, them. You know, non-binary. Who cares? Yeah, I think there's bad people on both sides. Working in customer service for so long has made me realize the human race kind of sucks as a whole. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, people like Bill Maher and Richard Dawkins, they are very well-known atheists, and they are insufferable. They were like, you like God? Fuck you. How ridiculous. Yeah, I don't like that either. Like, they're just as bad as people being like, you have to believe in God. It's like right. common ground. Like, dude, believe what you want. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Just I believe what I believe in. Don't try to shove it down my throat. Yeah. And don't bad talk everybody or anybody. Yeah. Because I'll be coming after you. Like, God forbid people try to be happy in this world. Yeah. They're like, well, the Bible says a man can't lay with another man. Like, oh, we, we hate those people. Oh, those people are going to hell. They're burning in hell. Like. Yeah, they're going to burn in hell because they were happy. Right. Because they did nothing but love each other unconditionally. Doesn't the Bible say something about judging? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we could go on forever. So, you know, we don't want you to say that, like, we're coming from a place of anger or hate. It's just I have a lot of problems with it. There's just a lot going on, especially recently. Yeah. That has really just gotten me to... um, not like people yes that that bring hate that bring anger be, just because other people want to be a little different yeah that the people that are justifying the shooting of the the homosexual people mm. in the gay club mm-hmm. can they can burn in hell for all Absolutely. i care like That's... how fucking dare you it shouldn't it shouldn't like you shouldn't go shoot up a church no cuz they should have the right to be in that church and to do whatever they want to do in that church. Yeah. Just as long as they're not hurting anybody. 
yeah, I mean, people should have the right to do what they want as long as it doesn't hurt them or anybody else, I mm-hmm. feel. If you're doing heroin, you know, you're hurting yourself. You shouldn't be doing that. If you're going to just worship religiously, you know, good for you. It brings you peace. I'm glad. Yeah. Just don't fucking take it out on other people. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're coming from here. Like Shelly told me yesterday, she was like, I don't want to just be a G- this to be religion bashing the whole time. Yeah. So, which is good because I probably would have. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's why I said it. I'm like, let's try to set the scene here. <laughs> yeah. So we have the scene where CJ is in a coma and Matt is talking to him and he's like, CJ, you keep telling me to just believe and, and love and believe myself. And he's like, I do. I believe. Oh, man. He can't get there. It's happening. But it's not. Yeah, there is a funny scene where he's standing outside CJ's room and he starts crying. And I think you and I both just laughed really hard we at that. Did. He's yeah. like, mm. <laughs> like, that is so funny. It looked like he was trying to push a turd out. Like, what? That's what the director, he's like, I, I can't cry. He's like, just look like you're shitting. Just, just look like you're pooping, but just don't strain too much. <laughs> That's do I, bad. Do I take my shirt off? Because I, I take my shirt off when I shit. <laughs> do I have to pull my pants down? <laughs> I don't know they, how to do this. They only show him waist up because that's how he could get there. <laughs> or it cuts to him in like a bathroom stall. It shows him standing outside the door. And then he's like, <gasps> and then he's in a toilet stall. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, listen, I have no feelings because I killed my parents. <laughs> Okay, I am a murderer that is just emotionless. Yeah. So the next morning, the police come to arrest Matt. because And yeah. Mr. Blackthorn is there. And he's like, aha, we knew you did it. You burned your building down. We saw that you took out an insurance policy for $3 million just the other day. <laughs> and he's like, you burned your building down because you needed the money yeah. for yourself. And... They're like, all right, Matt, well, you're under arrest. And he goes, oh, well, well, how about this? Are these your friends? And he shows them the pictures he took at the bar. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, you could have taken those pictures at any time. He's like, nope, I sent them to Shawnee Smith. And she's like, yeah, he sent them to me. And you can see the date and time. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, that doesn't prove anything. And he's like, well, you know, Albert, um, he goes, I. there was a scene where he goes back to his burned down factory and he finds Clarence's halo. And it flashes back to the scenes in the movie as if we forgot them. Yeah. But he also finds Albert's lighter, and it cuts back to him at the start where he's flicking it. Yeah. So they're back in the hospital, and they're like, well, you took pictures of us. That doesn't count to prove anything. And he goes, well, I also found this at the crime scene. It all has my fingerprints all over it. (laughs) And it's really clean right now, so I I (laughs) cleaned all the evidence off. But it is yours. And Albert, he gets a little sick in the stomach, it Mm -hmm. looks like. And he's like, well, the, you can't prove that that's mine. And he was like, well, Sharon said she hit you in the arm with a golf club. And he immediately chooses the other arm that he wasn't hit in. Yeah. And he's like, look, I'm fine. Okay, whatever. And Sharon comes out and she's like, it was the other arm. I'm like, oh, no. You almost got us. Because I rewatched that scene today. I fast forwarded to this part because when he's, he shows him the arm and he's like, look, it's fine. Uh, Matthew looks down as if he's like, well, he got me. No, oh, like, he's like, man, I don't have any other cards. He's like, damn it. I thought he was hitting the arm. And Sharon's like, wait a minute. He has two arms. <laughs> <laughs> wait, maybe it's the other one. Yeah. 
And so, yeah, they pull up his sleeve, and he's got, like, a huge bruise on it, and he's like, well, I can explain. And Blackthorn's like, well, that still doesn't mean anything. He's like, you're still going to be arrested for burning your bill. Or I can't remember, but the, the mayor comes in here. Mm-hmm. And he has a line where he's like, I told you I don't like to be bothered. And this bothers me. Oh. Because basically what happened when Matt drops files off earlier in the movie, he had found out that Mr. Blackthorn was going to demolish all of the homeless people's buildings, like their apartments they lived right. in. Right, yes. And he's like, you're going to put them back out on the street because he was going to make his own Christmas pageant with the Japanese corporation. Wow. He's like, you were going to take the pageant away from the town. That's the twist I was talking about. Yeah. Because I didn't see that coming. Yeah. It all comes back to this fucking pageant. It's like, you were going to take the pageant from the people. Not, you were going to put a bunch of homeless people out and you tried to put me out of business illegally. Who cares about that? They're like, well, he could have gotten away with that. That's fine. But the pageant. Pageant. He's going to be put to death for that. About Jesus and God. (laughs) Gotta have that. I just imagine at the end when they're celebrating at the new pageant, it just cuts to Mr. Blackthorn and he's getting a lethal injection. Oh, damn. He's like, you tried to take this pageant away from people. He's like... Don't I get a trial? Not when you fuck with the pageant. The town doesn't take too kindly to that. The Christmas songs are playing and then it just, his eyes shut and that's the end. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the lawyer, there's a lawyer there and he's like, he's like, Mr. Blackthorn, how about we come down to the station and we'll talk about this. Oh. And he's like, Matt, you're free to go. He's like, but stay in town. So if we have any other questions. Oh, damn. And he's like, sure, you got it. So that's it. The bad guys have been foiled. And the paperwork, I didn't, I don't think we said it, but the paperwork was in the Bible. Sharon right. kept the incriminating paperwork because Matt's like, he's like, oh, by the way, you were trying to burn the factory down for these. And he holds up forms and he's like, yeah, it shows that you've been sending money to accounts that are not mine. And Yeah, because he found him when he was talking to CJ about believing again. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. So that's it. The bad guys are foiled, coming into an ending on this turd. But I think what's funny is that you hear a flatline. Oh, my God. Almost missed it. This is the funniest part. Yes, I'm so glad you brought it up because mm-hmm. they were like, well, Mr. Blackthorn, you're going to have to come to the station with us. And then, yes, you hear the flatline coming from CJ's room. Beep. Yeah. And Matt and the mom look turn around and look in horror from this direction. Yeah. And they all run into the room like they're expecting this kid. And I was like, this is it. This kid's dead. He's dead. <laughs> Mr. Blackthorn's really going to be put to death. Finally, he's dead. Albert's going to get hung for killing somebody in a factory fire. <laughs> but no, no, he's fine. He just woke up, so they turned his machine off. Yeah, he's sitting up in bed. The nurse is there. I, I mean, they were all in front of the room. And the, and the nurse just kind of snuck in behind yeah. them. Excuse me. I just imagine them walking in and the nurse is like holding a blanket or a pillow over his face. <laughs> it's like, this fucking kid won't shut up. He keeps doing jazz hands. <laughs> and the whole time he's getting smothered, he's doing the jazz hands. <laughs> <laughs> jazz hands. This is how you get smothered. <laughs> jazz like, hands. Hiring that kid was the worst fucking thing I ever did, <laughs> says the director. But Peyton is like, CJ, you're, you're back. And yeah. Yeah, and so the mom and them, they have a nice moment. They say that they're going to go live with Mr. Peyton for a while. She's mm-hmm. like, well, we're going to live with him while you know we get things sorted out. And they're going to be together, I assume. They don't oh, kiss. Yeah. They don't ever kiss. No. 
She's it's... probably like, I'm too pretty for you. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you say you have no money? Yeah. Um, It's a religious movie, so I don't think you can have a white person and a black person kiss. No, that's no. bad. Uh, but CJ's like, but what about the pageant? He's like, God damn it. I've been telling you this pageant is over. Son of a bitch. You need money. I've got no money. And so it cuts. They're out of the hospital in their car driving. CJ's like, drive to the park grounds. The PP park grounds. The PP. <laughs> the PP grounds. <laughs> the PP grounds. Love it. And so they drive and nothing's happening. There's no big festival. And, you know, Peyton is all like, I told you, CJ, nothing's happening. And See? he's like, he's like, I believe. I believe. This is the weirdest part. And so they drive for a little bit more, and then they see that there is, like, a very small pageant going on in, like, the the homeless, like, the apartments. Yeah. They put their own on. That's right. Which I thought was kind of neat. Yeah. it It's not very big. The one at the beginning of the movie is gigantic. But there's a lot of people there. And there's a running gag that Elvis is at these things. Because mm-hmm. at the beginning, they see an Elvis, and Peyton is like, why is, what does Elvis have to do with Christmas? everything yeah and they see elvis again at this last one and he stands next to shawnee smith and she's like mm, yeah <laughs> we're gonna fuck <laughs> we're gonna have a good time uh-huh. i like a man in uniform <laughs> <laughs> so wouldn't you know it cj gets to be the angel gabriel in the play mm-hmm. he's lifted up on a crane which they do earlier yeah, I'm just like, okay, this kid had some lung issues. He's just released from the hospital like just a second ago. Yeah. Let's and now on this. he's singing and in a play and lifting, being lifted up in the air. Yeah, totally. Yeah, he's it's fine. fine. Really he's fine. perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a character we didn't mention just because we think he's mentally challenged, but this factory security guard who oh, lifts him up yeah. on the crane. Mm-hmm. He seems like a nice dude, but they are obviously playing him as mentally challenged. But yeah. he lifts CJ at the end on the crane and... And that's it. Like, everybody's happy. It starts to snow, and Matthew, Peyton, and and the mom, Sharon, are standing next to each other. And he nods at somebody. I think it's the union dude, maybe. I can't remember who it is that he nods at the end to, Mm -hmm. but Peyton nods at one of the townsfolk. And so there, that's the end of the movie. But we left out a very important part earlier, Mm -hmm. where CJ and a lot of the homeless kids in the factory sing together. Yes. And I was like, of course CJ has to sing. But so the movie's over, the credits start, and we get CJ rapping. Oh, yeah. He's like, Christmas is coming and Jesus is here. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I turned to you and I'm like, do you want to watch this? And you're like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not good. That's what the other one came up. And you know how they have the the microphone in their hand and then their finger underneath their nose. That's how you know it's wrapping. Oh, yeah, because they're holding it to their mouth so close. Yeah, they hold yeah. it really close to their mouth, and they put their finger under their nose. I'm doing it. <laughs> yes, you, you guys are. you can see me. Um, and it's like, wait, what's on your finger? I know. You sm- do you smell it? The kid is like, I can't keep doing this. I'm so – my energy is just gone. And they're like, here, put this on your finger before you start wrapping. Like, <laughs> Jesus is coming, and he's in town, and uh, the jazz hand. <laughs> CJ had a heart attack. <laughs> He's too young for all that cocaine. <laughs> oh yeah, so that was that was the end, and it and my last words were, "Oh boy." Yeah, I was like rapping. Oh jeez, because there's another kid that comes up too. Where I think I wonder if this dude is like a real rapper. There's an older guy. Like it. Yeah, that's the one that had the finger under the nose. Yeah, 
boy, I didn't recognize the finger. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to rewatch it. But yeah, they do a little, we didn't watch it very long, but they do a little wrap off where he's like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm coming up. And he's like, what you got? What you going to say? <laughs> and I'm like, can we turn this off? I think they kind of throw rap in a lot or some something besides country to make it seem cooler. Yeah, I think so. Well, that's what the children are into. Yeah. What if they rapped about Jesus? Ooh. So that's the end. This movie is almost is a little over two hours, if I remember right, which is fucking crazy. I saw that when you started it. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> Why, Jesus? Why did you pick a two-hour fucking holiday movie? Because it said that it was, like, bad, and it turned out not I to be, know. like, as bad as I figured it would. We did it. It didn't seem quite two hours, though. No. And, you know, overall... It had good moments. It did. I mean, it was competently put together. Maybe I'm saying that because the last movie we watched for this was When a Killer Calls, which was so incompetently put together Yeah. that this seems like it's an Academy Award movie. But I did the quality check on that yesterday and still laughed my ass off because we're so funny. Yes, I'm glad you brought that up. I don't think we've had any issues with our equipment today. I did buy a new piece so we could record into the iPad easier. There is a sound problem and one spot in yeah. the the when a killer calls usually when that happens i try to edit around it unfortunately it is something we were talking about right at the moment that if i had to cut it i'd have to cut quite a bit out so yeah just and, put up with it and you'll know it because it'll scare the shit out of you because that's what it did to me because it gets oh, really no. loud it gets really loud for just like a second oh geez and then it goes back to normal so yeah we apologize because that's one thing that we are just sticklers on is we want to make sure the sound quality is is the best that we can produce right now. Yeah, we were using, to get to the technical terms, we were using a USB switch, which they are pieces of shit. Mm -hmm. They are made very poorly, at least the ones we bought. And I bought a USB hub now, so I'm very curious. I don't think it's cut out. I hope not. Yeah, if it cut out, I'm very depressed. But the USB switch would go out, and I do not know why. Like, I would replace so cables weird. and wires, and this seems to be a little easier. There's not as many cables that has to work to go into it. That's good. But, yeah, I, I would have to edit around whenever the sound would cut out, and sometimes it would work, and this time it didn't. Yeah, we'll just keep perfecting it until we get it right, and that's all you can do. Yeah, yeah. Well, I really hope that this worked. I'm going to look at it. I don't think anything would have happened, but... So that's it. That's the first movie of the Christmas holiday special. Yeah, and we really appreciate everybody that has listened and hope you come back for more and also hope that you kind of maybe tell a friend if they like this kind of uh, sense of humor because we're not for everybody. We understand that, but uh, we hope we're for you, especially if you made it through this whole episode. We're definitely for you. You can also follow us on social media, which we're more, more on Instagram and Twitter right now. And if you have any suggestions or you want to say hi or anything, you can email us at thefilmobsessedcouple at gmail.com. And what movie are we going to talk about next? We're going to keep going with Christmas, like we said. It will not be a religious movie because I think we pretty much covered that. Uh, we are doing Christmas with the Cranks. Oh. Tim Allen, if I remember right. Oh, okay. It's listed as one of the worst Christmas movies. <laughs> Fun times. So we're gonna we're gonna keep the holiday spirit going with Christmas with the cranks. Can't wait. So until then we'll see you. Bye bye.